We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics Podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics Podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, Slurds, and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I am your host, Brian Wayne, and these are January 8th's priorities for 2020. This is the first pull list priorities of the year. I guess it's kind of not, because, you know, the first comic book day of the year fell on the first, but obviously those are recorded, so this is actually the first time I'm recording in 2020, so... Fuck yeah. Get excited. Um, if you're not familiar with what pull list priorities is, essentially it's I, myself, going through and hyping up next week's books. There's always books coming out on Wednesday, some weeks more than others, but yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm here to remind you about it, whether you're a speculator or collector or reader, there's, there's a little bit of everything in this show for you. So, um, uh, I'm sure you'll figure out how this works as we go along. It's pretty fucking simple. I'm going to start out talking about indie comics like I do. Uh, We're going to get started with Vault Comics. Uh, A couple of books to talk about from Vault Comics. The first being The Plot, number four. The Plot was cool. I read the first issue for whatever reason. I think I forgot to add it as ongoing when I pre-ordered it. So, um, I, I missed issue two. But I have issue three. So, I plan on doing some catching up. But it, it, was, it was pretty neat. I kind of got a little bit of a Swamp Thing vibe out of it. Mostly because the cover one that I got, or the, the, the variant cover that I got for issue one was an homage to, to that House of Secrets cover. So that probably is more than likely why, the, why I get the, the Swamp Thing reference when the plot comes up. But still, it's, it's gnarly. It's a good horror book. I dug the first issue. Next being Relics of the Youth, number four. Utes. Matt Nicholas and Chad Redman. Uh, I didn't read Relics of the Youth. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I yeah. I don't. I don't remember it. But yeah, there you go. A couple of books coming out of Vault this week. Let's. We got one Valiant book to talk about. This is a Valiant book that I'm not reading, but I know there's still quite a few that are. And this is a popular Valiant title that's been rebooted this uh, this last year weird to say that now 2019 was last year but yeah uh Psylords number eight I'm not reading Psylords I did give the first issue a shot and I heard it it's been better since it was just I not they don't really feel like my team my my group of characters it just wasn't for me but Fred Van Lente and Renato Guedes bringing it bringing it so there you go Psylords readers you've been warned reminded however you want to look at it Let's move on to Scoot, Scout Comics. Where is it at? I know it's on here. There it is. White Ash number one. Now, 
this is going to be an, a great book. I really hope that you pre-ordered it. I hope that when you are listening back to the podcast, the beginning of December, had Charlie Stickney himself on the episode, and we talked a lot about White Ash. Charlie Stickney is about to be a huge name in comics. Trust me. And you're going to want his first major published book. So, yeah, Scout Comics has been bringing it hard lately, and I actually had the chance to, to read the first part of White Ash, and was even given more, but I refused to read it because I just, I want to read the, the hard copies. I'm not a digital guy. You know, reading the, the first the first bit uh, in digital was, was enough to hook me in, but mm, I've been waiting. Uh, I know it's only been four or five weeks, but it seems like far too long. <laughs> far too long. Maybe it's been longer, five or six weeks, I guess, but still. Yeah, White Ash number one. Let's, uh, let's, what do we got from Oni Press? I see Oni Press is, oh, nothing from Oni Press. Scratch that. Uh, I knew there was a reason I didn't write it down. It's listed on here, though, on the previous world site, so someone to blame. <laughs> Antarctic Press. Um, uh, let's see here. We've got four, actually. What do we have here? Dog Eaters, number four of six. I don't know what Dog Eaters is. What is Dog Eaters? So Malcolm Wong and Guillermo, and uh, Hell. Alright, so Lamont tracks down Bevan and Tracy, but their confrontation is interrupted by a roach raiding party attack, leaving Lamont wounded. Bevan leads the main group of roaches into an ambush, but the outnumbered Black Dog Clan still takes many casualties, including its leaders. Can Next Generation... Can Next Generation 2 carry on? What? Um, alright, cool. Yeah, no, I'm not reading Dog Eaters, but, I mean, that, that description... Didn't sell me by any means, but that cover sure sounds pretty awesome. The title sounds pretty cool. Uh, Scratcher, number 404. This is a four-parter. This is a book that I did, did give number one a shot on, but it, just, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And, yeah, it just it wasn't for me. Too magic-y. I thought it was going to be more tattoo and less magic, and it was kind of the opposite. But I also didn't read the next three issues either, so who knows. Uh, alright, Strong Box Bid Bag Book of Boom. I think I remember struggling with that title before. H. Thomas Altman and Sebastian Sala. Yeah, I know, I'm not reading this, uh, but, shit, for any of you that are, there's there's your, uh, your reminder. And the last book coming out of Antarctic Press, alright, The V-Card, Dallas Casavant and Nick Johnson. Will the vampire's 380-year-long dry spell come to an end with the bite to a neck or a stake to the heart? Jonathan Tuttle is about to find out after being mistaken for a human by the giant vampire killer and his beautiful daughter, Talia. Um, <laughs> Alright. You want to know something? I think I might pick this up. It's only a four-parter. I'm going to give issue one a shot. That's, uh, <laughs> it looks fun. And that's really the first thing I look for into a comic I want to subscribe to is fun. If I'm having fun with it, it's a good fucking book. What else? Is there anything else? Yeah, we got a little Aftershock. From Aftershock, we have Dark Red, number nine. Fuck, I don't know anything about this, but that's a cool cover. Uh, Tim Seeley's writing it, so it's got to be good. Uh, Rural Vampire Chip may have just caused a massive urban, urban vampire war in the streets of Chicago. They, they list a whole bunch of other words here, <laughs> but I think that's actually enough to 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 get potential listeners 
on board with this book. Tim Seeley is a you know a big selling point for sure. Corin Howell, you know, I'm fucking not familiar with your art, but yeah, the Megan Hetrick cover is that that's a good fucking cover. It looks violent. It looks violent, um, kind of Disney violent, if you will. I don't know, is that a thing? Uh, oh, you are obsolete. Number five. This is a book that I guess is being turned into a movie. Matthew Clickstein. Um, yeah, I gave issue one a shot. It seems like a cool premise, but it also seems like a premise more cut out for the big screen and not really a comic book. Um, uh, Clickstein is a, a novelist before a comic book writer, and then he was just kind of using this book, I believe, to to kind of boost the screenplay for this movie that is getting picked up. But yeah, there you go. You are obsolete, number five. That does it for Aftershock. Let's move on to some of the bigger indie names. Let's move on to Boom. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 11. Uh, I'm not reading Buffy, but, you know, there's obviously plenty of people are. So, there you go. Damn, this feels like a lot of covers for a number 11. Someone really? Alright, whatever. Uh, What is this? Is this from Firefly? Uh, more than likely. Firefly Outlaw, uh, Ma Reynolds. Okay. Uh, I don't read Firefly at all, but Greg Pak, David Gianfellese? I don't know. After the shocking conclusion of Mal's journey with Boss Moon, Mal hands himself to the into the Alliance, but it turns out it's not him they want. The famous Ma Reynolds is up at the top of the Alliance's most wanted, and if Mal doesn't get to her first, the Alliance will. Kicking off a new year of Firefly, discover the secret history of Mal and his mother, and what the fuck, I don't know, I don't read Firefly, This none of this is of interest to me, but if you are a Firefly reader, it seems like this is going to be your book this year. So there you go, uh, Mal Reynolds, number one. Uh, what else? Oh, this is a good one. Really enjoyed issue number one of Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, great fucking crossover. I loved it. Ryan Parrott and Simone DeMeo. Beautiful shit, man. This is... Uh, it, it's exactly what I would hope to get out of a um, MMP RTMNT book. And that's what it is, man. Tommy faces a shocking betrayal within the Foot Clan that puts him in the crosshairs of their leader, Shredder. But can the Rangers and Turtles put their differences aside before Shredder unleashes his, unleashes his, unleashes his ultimate weapon? No Rangers or Turtles fan can miss this shocking last page. Ooh, how to sell a book. Alright, cool. Um, I didn't I don't need descriptions. You just give me the title Power Rangers Meet Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then see that Ryan Parrott and Simone DeMeo is doing it. You're good. That Dan Mora cover. That's ah, Jesus. That's beautiful. More uh, another abundance of variant covers. I'll say that this time they're all holding the yellow ranger helmet. I'm sensing a pattern here. This book's gonna sell a lot of copies just because of variants and completionists out there. Um, I really hope that this book gets read and not just collected. Uh, Strange skies over East Berlin, number four. Um, Jeff Loveness and Lissandro Estaden. All right, Herring has been running and spying for so long. It's hard to tell the allies from the enemies. As the alien monster closes in on Herring, the mental attack forces him to come to terms with his past 
and the truth about the government he works for. Oh, uh, hold on. Monster closes in. I didn't, fuck. Didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> I didn't pick up this, this series, but, uh, I, I feel like it's, it seems to be getting some chatter. Definitely some interest. It seems cool. Especially when you throw in the, the possibility of monsters, so, bam. Let's move on to IDW. From IDW Publishing, we have Dying is Easy, number two of five. Uh, I definitely picked up issue number one. Fuck, did I read it, though? I don't remember. Uh, Joe Hill? Uh, you know, I think I might be saving this one. That's what it is. I'm 99% sure I bought the book, but I don't remember reading it. And I feel like this would be a book I remember reading. Um, but yeah, it's the same team that brought you Lock and Key. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, keeping it going. More from IDW. Alright, yeah, no, I'll talk about My Little Pony. I'm not afraid to talk about My Little Pony. Friendship is Magic, number 85. 85 fucking issues. Good on ya. If you got a kid or you're just into My Little Pony, some good shit. I tell you what, though, I've been seeing these covers lately. And, I mean, by no means am I a Little Pony fan, but I am a fan of art. And, oh, fuck, dude, some of these variants. And even the cover A's on My Little Pony. I could see why I see a lot of uh, dudes that obviously don't have kids buying this book. Yeah, they're art appreciators. <laughs> uh, what do you mean they obviously don't have kids? That's for another podcast. I'll explain what creepy people look like um, on another show. G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, number 269, Larry Hama. Larry, not Larry. Larry Hama and Robert Atkins. All right, 269 issues of G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. Larry Hama's been doing it all, so you gotta respect that. Oh, wouldn't you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ongoing continues on. Five of them bastards on the cover now. Oh, is that what Jenica's weapon is? Huh. So the yellow turtle's got claws. Dig it. Uh, I've been collecting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles since 96. And not the year. Uh, the, the issue number of this current run. So... <laughs> I, I have the, 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 the arc, the final arc leading up until 100. should probably go through and read that before I continue on with 101. I just keep buying these Turtles books and not reading them. And I feel like I should be reading them. I mean, Tom Waltz, Kevin Eastman, should be good. Sophie Campbell, I really do need to be reading more Turtles. But yeah, I, just, I think I, I just need the motivation from, from the listeners. If I get listeners wanting me to read this... And that might be the little push I need. So, if you want me to talk about turtles, then just at Cheers to Comics on Twitter or any other social media flat platform. I'm sure you could find it. <sighs> All right, keep it going. Jeez, Brian. Um, carrying on from IDW, Dark Horse, Dark Horse Comics. Butcher of Paris, number two of five. Did pick up issue number one. I'm going to save this for a five-parter. Uh, I do have a listener that does want to talk about this with me, and I want to make sure it's all together. The guy's a super huge true crime fan. He let me, let me know that, yeah, they did change some things, but I want to talk about it with you when you're done reading it. So 
when this book's all said and done, I, I can't wait to talk about it with y'all. I'm probably going to get a, a good conversation out of um, that, that the listener as well to, to transfer into the podcast. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Kill Whitey Donovan. Kill Whitey Donovan. Number two of five. Picked up issue number one. Uh, admittedly, for speculation's sake, um, I am committed to all five issues. I will grab them. Really, the, the the main reason I picked it up was because a few days before it came out, maybe even a couple days, a couple hours before it came out, shit, they did confirm that a movie is in, in production for this. So there we go. Kill Whitey Donovan. Uh, all right. Mm, okay, one more from... What are we on? Dark Horse? Dark Horse. Stranger Things Into the Fire. This is number one of a four-parter. Jody Hauser and Ryan Kelly. Le Beau El Underwood. Alright. Cool. I'm not even going to attempt the cover artist's name. Years after escaping Hawkins' lab, two of Dr. Brenner's former subjects seek to live normal lives. When news reaches them that the lab was shut down, they go on a harrowing search for Nine, a powerful psych pyrokinetic whose shattered psyche threatens to burn them all to ashes if they can't find her and free her from her own malevolent imagination. Alright, cool. A pyrokinetic Hawkins lab subject. So this is canon and... No, there we go. Cool. Cool, I don't read Stranger, Th- Stranger Things comics. I think the show's alright, you know. It's neato. I binge it, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's, you can only have so much nostalgia, am I right? Image Comics. Image Comics. Let's start out with 20XX number 2. Picked up number 1. Fortunately, it came out on a heavy week, so I didn't get around to it. Hopefully, um, depending on the thickness of this week's stack of books for me. Maybe I can do an issue of back reading and see what 20XX is all about. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, Ascender, number eight. Not reading Ascender, but there you go. For those of you that are, uh, there's your reminder. Battle Pug, number five. Not reading Battle Pug. Seems interesting. Sells a lot of books, or it seems to be doing well. Um, I, I see a lot of, oh, this book sold out, join our subscription program cards where this book should be on a lot of new comic book day shelves, so that's interesting, right? To me, it's Conan meets Lockjaw. That, that's what I get out of this. Uh, seems interesting as shit. War on Christmas Part 5. There's a f- five-parter on Christmas? See, that's respect, man. That's respect. I dig it. I dig it. End of a story arc. First story arc coming to an end. An image number one. You know I'm picking this motherfucker up. Alright, so miniseries premiere called The Clock. The Clock number one. Matt Hawkins and Colleen Doran. Within three weeks, hundreds of millions of healthy people worldwide contract various forms of aggressive cancer, and the proliferation, seemingly a viral outbreak, stumps the best scientific minds available. But after a leading cancer researcher, researcher loses his wife and watches his nine-year-old daughter begin to succumb to the same illnesses, he must race against the clock to end the global conspiracy that could propel the world straight into world war. Ay ay ay. Or worse. <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
Uh, cool. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, it's. I don't know how much of a mini series it is. More than likely, it's probably not more than six. Does it say against? Is it saying here? Did I miss it? No. All right. Cool. Uh, I like clocks. <laughs> that sounds weird. Uh, but a book called The Clock, probably gonna be into. So there we have that. Gideon Falls number twenty. This I think turned out to be the uh, the what the most well received indie ongoing title according to the Twitter poll. I don't read Gideon Falls, but there we go. Um, and it also won the twenty nineteen Eisner for best new series as well. So means something, right? Uh, unfortunately, this is a book I'm gonna have to trade weight. We got. Dave Lemire and Dave Stewart doing the art. What? Andrea Sorrentino. I have a feeling they switched that around. Um, but maybe not. Who fucking knows? I didn't know Dave Stewart can drive. Or drive. <laughs> can draw. <laughs> I know he could color like a motherfucker. Sweet. Alright. Yeah, eventually I'll get around to this book. But Gideon Falls. Oh, there's your warning. Um, Moonshine. Number 15. There seems to be quite a bit coming out of Image this week. Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Risso. Rule Your Part 3. Alright. Um, I'm not reading Moonshine, but there you have it. Fucking... That's a cool cover. It's neat. I like it. I like it. Uh, Oblivion Song, number 23. Read the first 11 Oblivion Song, maybe even 12 of Oblivion Song. Just, I, I couldn't get into it. I mean, I, and I consider giving 12 issues of any one thing that you're really not enjoying a whole lot, way more than a chance that it deserves. But I hear great things from other people that read it, so maybe I'm just not a Kirkman fan. I don't know. I've only read a little bit of his Walking Dead, admittedly, so... Um, and, you know, I haven't read all of it, so, I don't know, maybe I'm not a huge, yeah, I don't know, who knows. Uh, keep it going. Postal Deliverance number six. What this is? Um, Brian Hill, okay, Matt Hawkins, cool. Uh, another resident is savagely dismembered and put on display by the mysterious Eden Killer, leading Mark to take drastic steps to stop the bloodshed. Alright, yeah, I'll give cool. Uh, I'm not reading Postal Deliverance, and that description's not gonna, prob- probably not gonna help a whole lot of people jump into it, <laughs> but, uh, fuck, if you are, there you have it. Sonata number seven. Oh, man, this is a, a writing and art team that I really want, I, I just want them to do a book that was, that's gonna attract my, me, as an audience. You know, Sonata was just it was cool, the first couple issues, and I realized, ah, uh, a little too lovey-dovey for old Brian Wayne. And, you know, I jumped off, and then they did, oh, fuck, I, some, uh, I, for, I forgot what it was, but it's like witches and tattoos or whatever. Fortunately, I just felt like it was there for the, the maybe the, the high school female, or more feminine type. So, eh, definitely not a Brian book, Once, but once again... It wasn't how it was delivered. It was just the source material is all. But, yeah, uh, Sonata. Fucking, if you're into dope art, then pick it up for that reason alone, I guess. And uh, Witchblade, number 17. Not reading Witchblade. Caitlin Kitteridge. All right, Last Days, part five. 
Alright, um, yeah, no, I don't know what Witchblade is, but at 17 issues, I'm sure there's a few of you out there that do. Uh, so yeah, Image Top Cal, there you have it. That does it for indies, there's some good indies this week, definitely some stuff that I'm going to hop on for sure. Uh, you know, that Turtles Power Rangers is always going to be a, yeah, I love all Turtles crossovers, and I love all Power Rangers crossovers, so why the fuck not? White Ash... Really, really looking forward to re reading the uh, reading that in actual physical format. I'm sure whatever's coming out has already been read by me, but once again, I just prefer the physical, and it's here. And Charlie Stickney's gonna get my money two times. Well, I guess. Well, I didn't pay for the digital; he just gave it to me, so that was pretty neat. But I bet you he gets it more than once, because I'm probably gonna pick up issue number two and three and four and five and six and. Uh, maybe even on up to 40, which he has mapped out already. So there you have it. Those are my indies. By no means is that all of them, but that's a good portion of them. Definitely the stuff you're probably going to see the, the most chatter about in the comic book community next week. So there you have it. Let's talk DC. Big two books. Batman number 86. This is the first Batman book that has not been part of Tom King's run for 85 issues. Um, yes, in that 85-issue run, I think Joshua Williamson filled in for two or maybe three issues. But other than that, this has been Tom King's run. Uh, now James Tinian IV is taking over. And what do we have for a first arc? Oh, and Danny Mickey doing the, uh, the, the art as well. So it's a new day in Gotham City, but not the same old Batman. With Bane vanquished and one of his longtime allies gone, Batman has to start picking up the pieces and stepping up his game. Batman has a new plan for Gotham City, but he's not the only one. Deathstroke has returned as well, under a mysterious new contract that could change everything. Ooh, beginning a whole new chapter in the life of the Dark Knight, the epic art team of Tony S. Daniel and Danny Mickey are joined by new series writer James Tinian IV. Alright, I'm going into this book skeptical, that's for sure. I don't want a wordy Batman, but I, I'm I'm into it. And holy fuck, that variant... I, I, God damn. Alright, that's the best Francesco Mattina variant Batman cover of the year. <laughs> um, fuck. Or do we already have a cover of the year coming out week two? Holy shit. I know. Don't talk about variants on the podcast because no one else can see them. Go to the comic book store and buy that book. Fuck. Oh, man. Um, Batman and the Outsiders, number nine. I picked up the first issue, realized that I'm just not attached to that team. So, yeah, but for those of you that are, there's your book. It's that time. Catwoman number 19. Um, admittedly, the only Catwoman that I've... I, I did read issue number one, and it was a Catwoman book. But I continued to purchase Catwoman for the Art Germ variants, and then Art Germ is no longer doing the Catwoman variants, and it's switching up. But alas, it's not an Art Germ variant, but this Ian McDonald variant is going to look stupendous along with the rest of my Catwoman wall books. This is... I, I, I don't know how to describe... The, the, oh, my God. Uh, it's going to be a heavy wall book week, I believe. 
uh, I do believe episode 61, 62, 62 is going to be stacked in the wall books. All right, we've got another Black Label uh, Hill House Comics. Laura Marks and Kelly Jones. Ooh, Kelly Jones sold. Daphne Byrne, number one of six. All right, and the gaslit splendor of the 19th century New York rage builds inside 14-year-old Daphne. The sudden death of her father has left her alone with her irresponsible, grief-stricken mother who becomes easy prey for a group of occultists promising to contact her dead husband while fighting to disentangle her mother from the charlatans daphne begins to sense a strange insidious presence in her own body an entity with unspeakable appetites what does brother want and could she stop him even if she tried all right um cool she does so this laura marks does some tv writing and whatnot and i don't know that sounds interesting i know i don't Fuck, there's way too many Hill House comics coming out. Daph or Daphne. Um, uh, DC is really putting their, their eggs in the Hill House books. That's for sure. And well, I mean, they keep getting my money. <laughs> so I guess it's working. Alright, what else? Uh, more the, 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 the Dollhouse. Dollhouse number three, also from Hill House Comics. That's a mouthful. Dollhouse from Hill House, Joe Hill. <laughs> Number three. I am reading Dollhouse. It's a cool book. And it looks like it's fiction to be halfway done. Uh, Genlock, number three of seven. Not reading Genlock. I, I typically don't go for books that look to be anime-ish by any means. Or manga-ish. I don't know. Just... Mm, mm. Pacific Rim? Is this what this is? I don't know, this is not my title. Not my book. Uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, number five of six. I get the, the Poison Ivy variants for this book, but this might be another one that... Oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm going to have to look at it up close. Joshua Middleton doing a Poison Ivy variant sounds like gold, but when I look at it, it doesn't feel like a Joshua Middleton, Middleton cover. But at the same time, he's also a man of a billion styles. So, whew, I don't know. I don't know. The more I look at it, the the more I feel like it's gonna belong. This is a connecting along with the Harley Quinn variant as well. Not all of the the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy variants are connecting, but these are. So it looks like Joshua Middleton obviously did the. Uh, it doesn't look like Joshua Middleton, huh? It almost looks more like Joshua Middleton colored a Frank Chill. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I could be picking up that variant. Once again, probably going to be a heavy um, wall book week. Um, Hawkman number 20. Not reading Hawkman. Surprised it's gone 20 to be, to be perfectly honest, but there you have it. Uh, House of Whispers number 17 from the Sandman universe. So for those of you reading all that, uh, the Sandman universe is seeming to do better very well, uh, especially since the whole Netflix game and announcement and all that, so yeah, Sandman books there you have it, House of Whispers, number 17 Supergirl, number 38, I don't read Supergirl, but um, every once in a while, Derek Chu does a cover that I pick up, and this might be another one of them I don't, I just, 
the Superman family, you know, obviously, if, if you've been listening to this, this, uh, podcast for really any amount of time, you know, that I'm a, not a huge fan of the Superman family or those titles, but, eh, eh, Supergirl is kind of, I don't really care for some reason. I don't know what it is about this, the, the, the whole L family, or I don't know, Cal family, fuck, I don't see, I don't know, I don't know, Superman universe, there we go, the, I'm just not digging, uh, Young Justice number 12, and, uh, well, let me, let me backtrack a second, it's not that I'm not digging what I'm reading, I just don't dig the characters, and I'm not giving the books a chance, so don't let me sway you, um, you know, I gotta say it at least every time, once every time I do this podcast, this is not an opinion-based show. I'm not here to sway anybody. If I skip a book, that's not me subconsciously saying you shouldn't read this. Um, you know, if I mentioned every single book on this podcast, yeah. But also, when I say this book isn't for me, that's also not me saying don't read this because I don't like it. I think that attitude is fucking cunty. And yeah, don't don't do that. Uh, so yes, I just I just want to make that clear. Anyway, Young Justice, number 12, Brian Michael Bendis, John Timms. I'm not reading this book. I don't think you should either. Oh, no, no, I'm obviously kidding. I don't see the thing that I would be reading this book if it didn't come out through this Wonder Comics line that Bendis is trying to launch. And Wonder Comics made me feel like it was, um, hey, if you have young kids, read this side of DC. And it turns out that's not what it is. It's the side of DC that involves the younger characters. That's very confusing. The the Wonder Twins and Young Justice and all of that stuff. It's all part of Wonder Comics. And Naomi, Dial H for Eero. Yeah, by no means are those kids' books. Um, I mean, they're they're kid-friendly, I guess, but they're not made for kids. And that's what threw me off of this whole line. So I don't know, I think it just might have been poor marketing. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, keep it going. That's it for DC, actually. That's it. Alright, yeah. Oh, sorry. Looking at more variants. Jesus, they're really bringing the variants. Uh, Marvel. Marvel Comics. Let's talk Amazing Mary Jane, number four. But just for a second, because I don't have much to say about it, because I'm not reading it. Uh, I just... I don't... What? I, I just feel like, why on this one? Why is it good... Uh, a good way to to describe my my reluctancy. <laughs> I just I don't I don't know. She's a movie star, okay? I guess there you have it. Amazing Spider-Man number thirty-seven. Is that twenty ninety-nine stuff over? All right. If the twenty ninety-nine stuff's over, I'm probably gonna start reading Amazing Spider-Man again because frankly, I really want to like this book and I don't want to keep buying it if I'm not gonna be reading it and I gotta have a complete Spider-Man run, so, yeah, yeah, there you kind of got me in a, in a chokehold there, I haven't been reading Amazing Spider-Man because it's just been tying into a bunch of stuff that I frankly have no interest in, and it makes it difficult to get on an ongoing like that, but we'll see what this number 37 brings to us, because it looks like to be back in its own, its own world again, Black Cat number eight, not reading Black Cat, once again, another character I'd um, yeah, I don't know, it's Catwoman meets Domino, is what Black Cat is, and you really realize that when she has her own ongoing, so, boop.
Uh, Captain... Nope, never mind. Conan's Serpent War, number three. Uh, I'm really regretting not picking up issue number one and getting into this. It seemed like an awesome, awesome team. You know, just Moon Knight and Conan alone fucking take my money. Unfortunately, that week I'd done... I, I tapped out. It was a big week, and, you know, it's... Even I have a limit. You know, I buy a lot of fucking books, and sometimes I just have to pump the brakes and go, do I... Am I really gonna get to this in a week's time? Um, yeah, so this might have to be a story that I trade weight. That's all. Um, but it still seems mighty interesting. It's only a four-parter, so... Yeah, maybe I'll go back and recollect. Deadpool number two. I was very happy with the first issue. I went in skeptical, but came out a fan. And I, I mean, really, the 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 selling point for me is Jeff the Land Shark. <laughs> and it was it was a beautiful beautiful fucking book and everything a Deadpool story should be, both visually and. Um, you know, uh, just voice-wise. It was all there. It was, it was awesome. Can't recommend it enough. Excalibur, number five. I am reading Excalibur. Uh, oh, you know what? I am behind on Excalibur. Whoop-fee-doodle. Um, I think Excalibur is going to be one of the first Dawn of X books that I drop next to New Mutants. So, eh. Eh. I, 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 it's not that I didn't like Excalibur. It's just that I can only... I know that there's a lot more... X books coming out soon, you know, with Wolverine, and then uh, at least one or two more in the pipeline coming out within the next couple of months. So I, I I can't subscribe to all of them as much I would as I would love to know everything going on in the mutant universe. I feel like I'm just gonna have to kind of maybe maybe get I, I don't know I don't know how I'm gonna figure it out, but I'm gonna figure it out. Let's keep it going. That's not that's not your guys's problem. That's my problem. Unless, unless, you're going to be like, hey, Brian, I just jumped on Patreon, and, you know, and I, I did so to convince you to keep me updated on Excalibur. That's motivating as shit. So you could do that. You could do that for any book, for that matter. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I listen to my patrons more than anybody. Fallen Angels, number five. I am reading this one. The, the story is it's building up seems to be a slow burn but Simon Kodansky's art is just next level so yeah yeah that that definitely keeps me in it for sure Ghost Rider number 4 I'm I like Ed Brisson just fine and I like uh um uh, Aaron Cooter just fine but for whatever reason I feel like Cooter's art doesn't necessarily translate to Ghost Rider for some reason. And that's just my opinion. I know a lot of other people are really enjoying it. And um, as a matter of fact, the, most of the praise is otherwise. They say, holy shit, this is the perfect artist for Ghost Rider. It just doesn't sit with me for some reason. I could see it Cosmic Ghost Rider, but nah. And also, admittedly, I'm not a huge fan of the Ghost Rider unit. It's not that I'm not a fan. I'm just not all that inept, inept, inept to the yeah, um, the, the the Robbies and the Jamies and the all of that stuff. There's there's a lot. Uh, the, the the Dannys. No, I guess there's really only three. But yeah, my 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 timelines are all fucked, so it's hard for me to keep up. Uh, that's really the main reason I'm not reading Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost Spider, however, 
I also am not reading anymore. It's <laughs> it's a fine book. It really is. And I, I just, uh, I, I need to, I might have to drop something to make room for it again. Uh, it's still on my pull list. I haven't dropped it, to be honest, but I just, I, I fell behind. I just fell behind. I think... Uh, subconsciously, I, I want to keep this book on my pull list just because I know I'm going to go back and and visit it. I like, I like uh, fucking Gwen in the six one six and in what is it fifty four, Earth fifty four I believe. It's 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 a cool balance. It, it's it's done well and you know yeah. It's just really there, there's nothing earth shattering happening in the story, so it's hard for me to want to stay into it. Is all, you know I. I this is priorities. <laughs> priorities. When you have, when you, you know, there are days you come home with 30, 35, sometimes 40 books. You, you, you can't get to them all in a week's time. You just, in less than a week's time. <laughs> of like four or five days. No. Yeah, four days is all I give myself to read all these books. So, yeah, makes it difficult. Makes it difficult. Hence the honorable mention segment on the weekly overviews episodes. Carrying on, Immortal Hulk number 29. I don't think Immortal Hulk has ever been better. I love this new story arc, and I'm 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 more of a fan of this run, well, than ever. So there you have it. Magnificent Ms. Mavel number 11. I read the first story arc of this and thought, cool, this is just fine. I don't hate Miss Marvel anymore as a character in comics. Um, up until Saladin Ahmed's run, I was I wasn't a fan of this character. I always thought it was really just ah jammed down my throat. Look at this teenage girl who has problems. The or yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. A lot of people say, well, that's like Silver Age Spider-Man stuff. Well, I. The Silver Age Spider-Man is not my favorite Spider-Man stories. So, yeah. Um, say what you're going to say. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say that thing that people say. Um, but... <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. But, um, yeah. Eh, not for me. I mean, as far as the story goes. it's The character's better. And it's just fine. It just doesn't seem like something that I need to read every week is all. Um, Saladin Ahmed has made progress with the character and me. And I'm cool with that. That's enough. Uh, That's enough indeed, Brian. Um, Marvel's Avengers Thor. Okay, this is a gamerverse shit. They're they're psyching up the the Avengers game that's getting ready to come out. I'll play video games. So, yeah. But... These the Gamerverse books seem to be doing well. At least the Spider-Man stuff did. So there you go. Uh, what is this? Marvel's X, number one of six. Alex Ross and Jim Kruger. Okay. David has a problem. He lives in a world of monsters that would love to devour him. He's the last boy on Earth. The last human being on Earth. And these creatures that see him only as prey, they're his former neighbors. He has... One hope to get to New York, to get to where Captain America and the rest of the heroes are. All right, uh, very uncanny prequel to the legendary Earth X trilogy. All right, cool shit. Right on, right on. Party on, Wayne. 
Um, will I be picking it up? I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. All right. We have a little bit of an event getting ready to pop off here. This is the end. Uh, Miles Morales, the end number one. So essentially, if you know you didn't catch the, 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 the previews and all of that stuff, uh, what the end is is really you know uh, this is what they're going to take a character from the Marvel Universe and give them well their ending story and it looks like the first one we're going to get is going to be Miles Morales which cool I'm fine with that uh, Saladin Ahmed and Damien Scott alright the final Miles Morales story humanity makes his last stand in the only place strong enough to survive Brooklyn former Spider-Man Miles Morales, former, uh, leads the last bastion of civilization into the future. Alright, cool. Um, I guess I didn't really need to read any of that, because, yeah, if you know the premise, then they just kind of repeated it and just replaced, uh, you know, insert character name here with Miles Morales. So there you go. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to read all of these. Why not? Why not? It's not much of an investment, right? Uh, Morbius, number three. I enjoyed the first issue. Issue two came out on that super heavy 40-book week. And, yeah, so I'm behind. Whether or not I continue on, once again, I guess kind of depends on the thickness of my stack. We'll see. Mm, New Mutants, number five. Yeah, like I stated earlier, this, this book just kind of lost me in the very beginning. Um, you know, not a team that I'm a fan of. I feel like uh, Ed Brisson, Brisson and Matthew Rosenberg already wrote this team and did it just fine. And now it's Hickman playing with this team, so I don't need it. It's just me. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, a lot of people are loving New Mutants, but I just don't need it. Uh, we've got a uh, number one here. I think this is a one-shot. Frank Thierry and uh, Guido Villanova, along with Angela. Unzueta. Look at me and my foreign name speaking. Carnage USA. In the aftermath of Absolute Carnage, the Marvel Universe still needs a place to treat and rehabilitate the criminally insane, and efforts to reconstruct Ravencroft are well underway. But Ravencroft is no ordinary facility. The untold secrets may yet be waiting in the, to be unearthed in the destruction Carnage left after his attack on the facility. Hopefully. Alright. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Five dollars curious? Maybe. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I do kind of want to know. I want to know. Uh, Savage Avengers number nine. Jerry Duggan's killing it on this book. Patrick Zercher. Yeah, no, I'm loving Savage Avengers. Uh, I, I am one issue behind, but I will be catching up on that because I do want to stay caught up on Savage Avengers. The shell. Oh boy. Uh, cue the angry nerds. Kelly Thompson brings a star, number one of five star, out of the pages of Captain Marvel. Even sitting there with the same font type script. Mmm, ballsy. Uh, Born of the Reality Stone, the breakout character from the Captain Marvel flies solo. 
Ambitious reporter Ripley Ryan rocked New York City when she became the hero star, adored by everybody. But in truth, she was Dr. Minerva's attempt at a Kree human super soldier. Desperate for the strength to control her own destiny, she tried to kill Captain Marvel and failed. Ripley was left defeated and powerless in the raft, or so she thought. The reality stone has found her and now no prison can hold her. Ooh, you thought you knew what the Infinity Stones were capable of? Think again. Alright, she's a bad guy? Oh, I like bad guys. I like bad guys a lot. Alright, I'm gonna read that. I'm gonna read that. I'm into it. Star Wars Rise of Kylo Ren, brought to you by Charles Soule. I'm in, uh, yeah. No, I do have to read the first issue. Um, now, the only reason I didn't read it is because I I bought the variant for it and I hung it on my wall before I had the chance to open it. So I'm going to have to tear it down and crack it open, see what the fuck it's all about, because uh, from my understanding, this is kind of explaining the Knights of Ren. And, you know, it's, uh, that, that cover says a whole lot. It really does. That cover says a whole lot. I'm into it. I'm super fucking into it. Uh, Strike Force number five. I think I'm an issue behind on this. Uh, I definitely read the first three issues and thought, well, this is a great team. Bucky, Blade, um, Spider Woman, fucking Spectrum, couple others. Uh, yeah, uh, Wiccan. Yeah, that's who that is. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fun book. It's just fun. And once again, like I've stated countless times now if it's fun I'm gonna be into it even if it's not something that's really moving the universe forward I'm just I'm into it man um Venom already alright they didn't make us wait long at all for Venom Island part 2 Donnie Cates and Mark Bagley baby this shit's about to be crazy buddy I'm so fucking excited. It might be my most anticipated Marvel book. It's between that and Deadpool. I don't know. Is that it from Marvel? Nope, that's not it from Marvel. We've got a couple more to talk about. X-Force number five. X-Force could possibly be my favorite X book now. Um, I still have uh, X-Men number five to read before I de make that determination. I don't know. I go back and forth between X-Men and X-Force. Those have been my two favorite books so far. Just, I feel like they're the ones moving the universe forward the most, and I just fucking dig it, man. I just fucking dig it. It's cool the way, uh, uh, was it Brian Hill, I believe? Is it Brian Hill? Yeah, uh, Ben Percy, excuse me. Ben Percy is writing, uh, uh fucking Wolverine, for one. And then, whew, uh, oh man, how about Forge on that cover? God damn, his, his... Oh, oh, what did they call it? Bio... Mechanical... Something type of... Shit. I don't know. But it's dope. His weaponry is badass. So badass. He's essentially brought the Green Lantern ring into the, the Marvel Universe. And just made it so much cooler than a piece of jewelry. Yeah, I said it. Last book of the week to talk about is Yondu. Number four of five. It's Kelly Thompson writing Yondu. This is my description every time. If you know Kelly Thompson and you know Yondu and you put them together, that's your book. 
and it's very true. She she's very true to the Yondu character, and the art is there, and the Yondu uh, lovers that have been reading this book that have communicated with me about this book agree. It's good. It's a good. I'd read for issue one, and I thought, yeah, no, none of this surprises me. This is, I mean, I like Yondu. Uh, I can't say as much as the next guy. You know, I became a fan because of the movie, admittedly. But, yeah, it was a cool fucking character. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. So there you have it. There you have it. That wraps up my priorities for the 8th of January, 2020. Get used to it. So, um, yeah, that, 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 that does it. I would like to remind you to support this podcast by, uh, do so by just becoming a patron, patreon.com slash cheers to comics. And for as little as a dollar, um, with tears leveling up, you become, uh, a member of the slurred army. And, you know, I'm going to start out by sending, it doesn't matter what tier you sign up for, you're getting stuff in return. You know, stickers, uh, early access to content, exclusive content, and announcements. You know, my patrons are going to know first. If you guys have recommendations, uh, the, I, I get a lot of recommendations. I really do. But, you know, Frank, I mean, I need, I need some patron action, you know? Those are going to be the people I listen to first. If I took every single recommendation, I'm going to have to push shit out that I like to read. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where all that comes from. So, yes, once again, patreon.com slash cheers to comics. Um, you can also support this podcast by leaving five-star reviews, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Podchaser, um, anywhere you can leave a review or feedback, please do so. Um, tag me if need be. You know, it's, yeah, but uh, I, first off, I love... I love the feedback. It lets me know that you know you are listening and enjoying this podcast. And if you do have any criticisms, I, uh, I'll be, I, I don't take you know fucking I'm, I'm do I do this for you guys. So I want the show to be best for you. You know, without those criticisms, how the fuck am I gonna know? You know, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, it's podcast supported. There we have it. Uh, once again, I would like to thank NSCLiveTV.com for for really helping boost this podcast. You've been an awesome partner and affiliate. So No Signal Comics, baby. The best in auction action and so much more to come. 2020 is going to fucking bring it, man. Going to bring it. And once again, um, 75 channels. That's we, We're at 75 channels. We just knocked out. I mean, we've got uh, Sean Mullen from The Wolf and Me. He's been on the podcast. He... He joined the No Signal family. Uh, Bradley Golden, he's a badass indie creator. You you will know him, and I mean, there's just everything on No Signal Comics. But that's that's its own plug. Um, yeah, there we have it. It's it's uh it's been a podcast. Thank you to the One Four Three Podcast Network, and um, you slurds, hit your local comic book store, raid the shelves, buy all of the books, but do so responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Season two, 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 season two,